Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to this uh, Wednesday, the third day of January 2024. Hope you all are off to a good start for this new year. Um, yesterday, though, we had a mixed bag on the markets. NASDAQ had a really rough day. Uh, we'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few minutes. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that in this world we live in, there are so many things that we just have no control over. But you can take control of your investment portfolio. But you need to know how much risk you have in that portfolio. And you need to know how that risk matches up with your uh, current situation, where you are, how close you are to retirement. That's vitally important. And that's why I created the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement analysis. And then uh, we'll... See what happens from there and give you some suggestions. So, hey, with that coming up, uh, we got Dave next. FM and Burrell Williams there. Hi, glad you're with me today. It's 842. Time to check in on your money and find out what Wall Street's doing to you today. Maybe it's just one company that's doing it to you today. Let's find out more with a little help from Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services in downtown Sebring. He's on the phone. Philip, good morning. How you doing today? Hey, good morning, David. Doing well today. It's, uh, you know, halfway through this first week of, of January, but the markets, uh, well, they're not really helping us out to start of the year. No, and yesterday was just flat out weird. I mean, normally you see it going the other way. The volatile index goes down while the other ones go up, but the blue chips on the Dow gained 25 and a half points, while the Standard & Poor's, the broader big stock index, went down by 27. That's over half a percent. And NASDAQ pretty well... Uh, well, hit the crapper. They were down 1.6%, down 245 points yesterday. And what I'm reading, the biggest drag on the entire mess is our dear friends at Apple who are having some trouble selling as many iPhones as they thought they were going to, right? Well, that's right. I mean, they are uh, they're getting downgraded by a lot of different companies right now, a lot of firms. And so that's putting pressure on, on Apple. Um, and you and I have talked over the years about their just um, – they need to diversify their product line and they need to get some of their other product lines up to speed so that they're not so reliant on the, on the iPhone. And, you know, it's, it's been the song with Apple for a long time. I mean, the Macintosh is a great niche computer, but it doesn't have mass exceptions across the marketplace. Uh, the iPad has kind of ended up becoming a, a replacement market item. Those of us that like them replace them once every few years, but that's not expanding. And doggone it all, the iPhone just as uh, it's not doing what it's expected to do this year. I mean, the 15 is a nice phone, but uh, do I see a major impact over my 13? Well, not enough for me to be able to Full, pay the full boat price for it and they're kind of at the point saying we got to come up with something else and right now their artificial their uh, you know their artificial reality goggles are cool but not that big they ended up having to pull their watches off the market for a few days and wait a minute here this company is still the biggest big cap company in the nation but they've got some challenges right now because they're kind of becoming a one-trick pony in terms of the volume they sell aren't they they are, and then they're going to have to work on that And uh, uh, because you can only innovate the phone to a certain degree, um, and the price point gets out of hand where the average consumer, uh, even though it's broken down into monthly payments, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it's a tough uh, tough one to swallow. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, my re- me, I, I used to upgrade almost every year. Now, with the price of iPhones these days, I'm every two to three years absolute minimum b- between upgrades. And frankly, you know, with my, my old iPhone 13, it's more powerful than a mainframe computer was 10 years ago. Why in God's green earth do I need something more powerful than that? It's just security and nothing more. But the interesting part is when Apple goes down, it pretty much drags a whole bunch of the other tech stocks down. And that kind of explains why NASDAQ was the big loser, and the blue chips on the Dow that basically are only affected by Apple, they actually eked out a little bit of a gain yesterday, which kind of tells me we've got kind of a broad-based rally going on that's just being dragged down by one big stock and sector. Well, that could very well be. We won't we won't really know for well, probably a month or so to figure out exactly how that's working out, but... Um, you know, we did yesterday. We talked about trying to get some some return numbers for the year, and I, I did finally um, put my hands on some. Um, yeah, after so, everything settled, how did we do? And I know you got some longer term numbers too that give you kind of a good picture. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. So if we look at just 2023, last year uh, the S and P 500 was up. Uh, I think this was the number you mentioned yesterday: 26.26 percent. The Nasdaq was at 44.7. The Dow was up 16.18. The, uh, the MSCI IFA, which is one of the uh, international indexes, was up 18.95. The emerging That's a surprise. Yep. Emerging markets were up 10.12. Um, and, then, and then the bonds. You know, we had uh, the U.S. Barclays aggregate bond index was up 5.5. Investment grade bonds were up nine, almost nine and a half, and the high yield bonds were up almost twelve point nine percent. So, so everything was was nice and in the green and made some money last year. But I yeah, found all, this, all I call the full year numbers pretty doggone good. There's always a fly in every ointment, though, isn't there? Well, there there is, and so I looked at you know one of the things we talk about a lot is hey, look, if the market's down fifty percent. It doesn't take a 50% return to get you back to even. It takes a 100% return, right? Mm-hmm. So so in the same – so I looked at these. I had some two-year numbers come in. Um, so it looks at the cumulative return uh, of the indexes and some subsets of the index. Like the big winner for the last two years was really large cap value. Hmm. In two years, they're, they're up 15, almost 15.8%. I feel like a rocket science on my funds. <laughs> <laughs> you look now. That's a two-year return, right? So you look at January yep. 2022 to December 2023. If you look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, two years up eight percent. The S and P 500, three percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to the EFA, up two and a half. The S and P 500 equally weighted so if you take the s&p 500 not capital weighted but just equally weighted all the companies in there it mm-hmm. was up a half a percent mm. <laughs> you, you look at bonds big loser in the bonds long-term treasuries two years down 29 percent holy crud well with the increase in interest rates i would expect the uh, i would expect the principal value to have gone down a little bit wouldn't you yep it absolutely would absolutely would. <laughs> So over two years, we don't look a tenth as bright and cheery as we do over one year, do we? Nope. And that's the case of, you know, returns, uh, you know, a loss playing a big role um, in, in, in your total return. So if we can keep from losing money 
it's a, it, it doesn't take as much on the upside to compete with the with the market returns. Absolutely, which which brings your gospel of conservative investing down right into brass tacks, doesn't it? It does because you think about it, if you didn't lose, if you lost half of what the S and P lost in 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 twenty twenty two, man, you know, and you only made half of what it did on the upside, you'd be ahead. And that's that's kind of the thing when I'm comparing notes with friends over coffee or beer or whatever we happen to be drinking. Look, I my 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 low point was down about seven percent while the market was down fifteen percent. My high point, okay, fine, it's only up by six or seven percent while the market may be up twelve. But I'm not complaining at all. And basically, I'm taking a lower I'm taking a lower loss by uh, settling for a little bit lower gain, which seems to make sense for a guy in his uh, late sixties, early seventies. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, anytime in retirement, it's it's the losses that are going to be more, uh, you know, impactful on your total returns. Absolutely. If folks can't tell, we're in one of those times where we're at a pause before any earnings season begins, so we're giving you macro pictures as to what's going on in the overall market. It might end up doing a little bit of a wiggle today because at 2 p.m., the Federal Reserve minutes from their last meeting come out, and we can get a better picture as to exactly what all the Fed governors on the Open Market Committee were saying during their meeting last month. And uh, one of our dear friends, Mr. Barkin, has been out doing the rubber chicken speech and uh, he didn't really give us a lot of optimism, did he? Well, he didn't. He he really just kind of equated it to flying a plane, and and it mm-hmm. yeah, it really kind of makes some sense, right? He's trying to you know the Fed's trying to bring this thing in for a soft landing, which is what we like when we ride in an airplane, right? Uh, but but he said there's a lot of things out there. It's, it's foggy out there. We can't see everything that's going to happen, and there's some tailwinds, and there's some headwinds, and there's some crosswinds, and so it, it's still kind of tough to land that plane in a soft landing. So he said the potential for additional rate hikes is still on the table. We haven't taken it off the table. And if things change and it looks like that's what we need to do, that's what we're going to do. And so, you know, I think that the market has priced in three rate cuts this year. And, uh, and he's saying, look, that's all well and good. If we can actually see through the fog and land this thing, but if not, it may not happen. And I still say that pricing in three decreases in rates this year is indicative that somebody's buying some funny-looking pills just outside on the street outside of the uh, New York Stock Exchange because that, that, doesn't, that doesn't work with any prediction that, I, that, that would make sense to me. Yeah, I know, um, but I want to make everybody feel good. I want to make everybody feel good, though, Dave. Okay, so we'll let you do that. read our article, The Inflation in Turkey. Last year was 65%. And the year before that, it was up over 65%. See, folks, things really could be worse. (laughs) Busy week for the rest of the week. This is kind of our last just general ruminating day for the week here. Uh, Tomorrow we're going to get job opening numbers out of the JOLTS. That's going to come out this morning later on, the job openings from the JOLTS report. Tomorrow morning, uh, the floodgates open with a private sector number from ADP for employment last month. We'll get job cuts out of the Challenger report and the uh, proverbial weekly unemployment claims to see which direction the unemployment picture is going. So things get real active starting to, oh, basically about the time they uh, put out the Fed minutes this afternoon at 2. Net result yesterday was mixed. Blue chips up. The adventurous stocks were down. 
45 minutes before we open this morning, Philip, what are we looking at? Right now, Dave, we've still got a lot of red ink on the um, on the index side. The Dow's down three-tenths of a percent. The uh, S&P 500 is down a third of a percent. The NASDAQ 100 is down a half a percent. Uh, small cap, Russell 2000 is getting beat up pretty bad, down 1.3% this morning. So uh, everything's well in the, in the red there. On the other side of the coin, we've got silver taking a big bath this morning, down almost 3%. Uh, to $23.24 an ounce. Gold's not much better, getting hit down 1.2% to $2,049 an ounce. And then crude oil is uh, down substantially from yesterday's numbers, Dave, but up from the close by about four-tenths of a percent. It's $70.66 a barrel right now. And we'll take the lower numbers on our end and hope they stick. Uh, with the uh, tech stocks taking a beating, it didn't be any. It wouldn't be any major surprise to know the Asian rim was pretty well off at 6 a.m. this morning when they closed. Shanghai went up by a little bit, but it was only 17 hundredths of a percent. Everything else across the Asian rim was off at the close. European markets are also off a little, looking at us and saying they're just losing some of their energy. The overall index in Europe down about uh, a little under a half a percent at the moment, halfway through their trading. Day. We were talking about it earlier, Philip. That uh, you know, settling for a little higher gain, a little lower gain to trade off for a little lower loss, probably is good business, especially as you get closer to retirement. How do I find you to make my retirement happen according to some sane goals? <laughs> Dave, that's exactly why we developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at eight six three. 382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And we'll be back here again tomorrow morning to fill you in as to what's likely to affect your money tomorrow and uh, what the heck happened on the markets today. Same time here on Light. Philip, thank you so very much. We'll catch you shortly. All right, buddy. Take care. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Remember, risk is critical in your portfolio. That's exactly why we developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And uh, hey, take care. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye now.